Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In this episode, we're looking into the plans for the historic Colorado Springs City Auditorium's future. This episode was first printed in the Maverick Observer at themaverickobserver.com. It was written and is being presented for you by Trevor Phipps. Hello everyone, this is Trevor Phipps from the Stories of the Midland. This next piece I will be presenting for you will be talking about the plans for the Colorado Springs City Auditorium's future, renovation slated for one of the city's most famous historic buildings. Anyone who has ever lived in the Springs for a decent length of time has probably been to an event at the historic Colorado Springs Auditorium. From high school graduations, to Snoop Dogg concerts, to roller derby competitions, the venue has offered something for everyone since it was built 100 years ago. The building was constructed in the 1920s to be a key hub for events of all types in the city's downtown region. Through the years, the building has probably hosted the most diverse selection of concerts and events than anywhere else in the city. However, over the last several years, the building's business model has had to go through changes as it does not quite work as a venue for certain shows now. It can be said that the building has not aged gracefully as it could use some work these days. What is the city auditorium being used for now? Even though there are renovations planned for the building, it still serves as a place to hold a variety of events. The auditorium remains a hub for downtown events as it still gets used almost every day. In the month of February alone, the building hosted events like a Chinese New Year celebration, communication workshops, performances from live improv comedy groups, and education conferences and seminars. The building is now operating under a memorandum of understanding with the City of Colorado Springs and the Colorado Springs Community Cultural Collective, also known as CSCCC. According to the organization's president, Linda Weiss, the agreement allows the group to be the sole occupants and users of the building. We are activating the building by hosting community events and hosting our own events there, Weiss said. We think that is very important so that there is a new sense of what is possible in there. She said that while they host and produce events, they work towards raising money to complete some major renovations of the building. She said that the renovation plan that is currently in the works should start in the next 12 to 14 months and it is slated to take three to four years to be completed. Future Plans for the City Auditorium Since the building was put on the National Register of Historic Places in 1995, Remodeling it while keeping key parts of the historic structure will take some time and money. It's like building a ship inside a bottle, Weiss explained. She, the auditorium, will effectively go from a 30,000 square foot sort of a usable cafetorium, if you will, a gym with a stage, to a 100,000 plus square foot cultural hub. It will host a myriad of resident organizations. It will host numerous conferences. It will become a draw for Colorado because nothing like this exists in our state. Imagine, five years from now, that place will be humming from 6 a.m. until after the speakeasy closes, which will be 2 a.m. According to the nonprofit organization's website, the proposed renovation includes rehabilitation of the exterior of the building and a redesign of the interior of the facility. They plan to build an addition to the south side of the building and add two new floor levels that will replace the current arena seating area on the inside. The partial basement will have an orchestra pit, an event slash theater venue, and commercial and food and beverage partner. 
CSCCC has partnered with Chris Weinman of the Simple Brown architect and design firm out of Denver to work on the project. Weinman and the firm have helped with several other projects in the state, including the remodel of the former Denver Auditory. Weinman said that the new venue will have three spaces for performances by getting rid of the sloped seating. So inside the historic show, we can still have the stairs, the hallway, and the things that people remember as historic features, Weinman said. And then the space surrounding it will pretty much be new. That takes the place of the sloped seating. This allows us to have the opportunity to solve the ADA issues and the safety issues that are so much a problem with the current seating configuration. The project will entail removing the roof and dropping materials into the building from above in order to keep the historic shell. The ceiling that you see in the building now sits below the primary roof structure, Wyman explained, and so we want to actually use the space above that ceiling. In order to build these new second and third floors, we're going to have to get big chunks of steel inside the building, and we don't want to blow a hole in the historic exterior to do that. So the least sensitive surface of the building is actually the roof. So the plan is to put a hole in the roof and utilize a crane to drop the steel structure through the roof and assemble it on the inside. Weinman said that the construction start date has not yet been set. He said that the city isn't going to allow the construction to start until some predetermined amount of money has been raised. And just a little bit clarification on that one. They do not know what exactly that amount is yet, as it is election year right now in the city of Colorado Springs. They're going to have a new mayor and new city council. But basically, they need some sort of proof that this is actually going to happen in order to give the green light for them to go ahead and break ground on the project. History of the City Auditorium This year, the City Auditorium celebrates its 100th birthday. The city approved the project in 1922. The construction was complete and the building opened up to the public in 1923. The total construction cost was said to be just over $424,000, which according to an online inflation calculator, would be about $7.4 million today. According to the curator of history of the Colorado Springs Pioneer Museum, Leah Witherow, the building has a fascinating story behind it. She explained that the roots of the city auditorium can be traced back to the Progressive Era in 1909 when a group of about 75 women formed the Colorado Springs Civic League. The Civic League's purpose was to hold the government accountable, improve transparency, and to clean up the city. And even though it would take 13 years to get it done, the group started advocating for a public auditorium shortly after they formed. They advocated for a public space to be used by and for the public, Witherow explained. The motto of the city auditorium is really a perfect reflection of their ethos, which is, quote, for the use of the people and the glory of the city, unquote. And they believed and they were right that this public building that was accessible to all would have a commercial value, a political value, a social value, and it even had a religious value because there were revivals and evangelicals that toured the country and came and spoke there. It was a multi-purpose building for a growing city, and they wanted it to be beautiful. Witherow said that the building served several purposes through the years because it had to have a commercial aspect to keep it afloat. It hosted conventions for several organizations and things like stock shows, horticulture shows, and new product shows. In the 1940s, it served as a service center for local troops stationed at Camp Carson. After World War II, the building has changed to more of an entertainment hub, hosting things like wrestling matches and rock concerts. One of the most powerful uses of that building was shortly after President Kennedy was assassinated. 
there was a public memorial for him held at the city auditorium, Witherow said. So it has the capacity for these profound uses and then also for these pop culture uses as well. It served as a shelter for flood victims in the flood in 1965. She said that over the last 100 years, the building has been used for political speeches, graduations, church services, and the La Fiesta Bonita pageants and dances, which was the state's largest celebration of Mexican culture in the 1950s. It has been celebratory, it has been a place of mourning, and it has been a place for shock entertainment, Witherow continued. There have been rock concerts, and the list of acts that have played there is really impressive. And at one point in the 80s, they actually decided that they were going to ban all rock concerts. But you can see that the ban only lasted a short period of time. In October of 1981, the city banned rock and roll concerts at the auditorium because of the wear and tear on the building. But by February 1982, they were hosting rock bands again. The building did close for a year between 1975 and 1976 for renovations, but for the most part, ever since the building opened 100 years ago, it has always been a place that held a diverse selection of entertainment. It has really always been a space where there was room for everyone with every background and interest, Withrow said. It has always been a multi-purpose space from political, social, cultural, commercial, and religious. It has run the gamut. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself dealing with a ban on rock concerts, just realize that the ban probably won't last that long. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. References used in this article can be found on its webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast.